It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. You know, lost in all this seriousness, we got a big football game coming up on Sunday. Just, this was my life for so many years. I was on the plane back from Israel yesterday. I made mention to Danielle, I said, you know, coming back from Israel, I, you know, for, for 15 years or more, I'd be getting ready this week to go to the site of the Super Bowl. That's what I did every year. Covered a lot of them. Places like San Diego and Miami, New Orleans, Tampa, Jacksonville. I was everywhere. Even covered Pro Bowls in Honolulu. It was great. And we are getting set for Super Bowl 58 coming up this Sunday between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And I won't be there. That's fine. The last time I covered a Super Bowl, I took Bernard. And um, he loved it. He was cute. He was a fish out of water. I mean, <laughs> talking about uh, old Cowboy Steelers games at Roger Storback. He, but he, he was cute. He loved it. And we covered the Patriots and the Rams, the one where uh, Tom Brady beat Matthew Stafford, who's now the quarterback of the Lions, of course. No, the other way around. He beat uh, Goff, who's now the quarterback for the Lions. It was a great time. It was in Atlanta. But I haven't covered a Super Bowl like that in years. But I am excited about Sunday's game, Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, Chiefs. And 49ers. So we put this time aside every Monday morning for a guy who's great. He's the editor of National Review, which is a tremendous publication. This stuff is often syndicated right here in the New York Post. You see him on NBC. He writes for Politico. He does it all. He's my great buddy, Rich Lowry. Rich, good Monday morning, friend. How are you? Hey, welcome back. How is Israel? Israel's an amazing place. I recommend that everybody goes. Jewish, Christian, it doesn't matter. Just go. And when you go you will come to the very, very quick realization that every one of these scumbags who calls themselves a pro-Palestinian that are blocking our tunnels and bridges and walking the streets are sick lowlifes that know nothing about, they know nothing about the history of Israel. They know nothing about October the 7th. Anybody, I mean anybody, who goes out of their way to um, maybe not agree, but at the very least um, don't make notice of these people. You're doing Israel and the world a disservice. Because what they did, these animals, on October the 7th, and have been doing for the better part of thousands of years, is grotesque. And to think mm-hmm. there are people walking our streets who are okay with it, and other people who go, hey, I don't, I don't want to mess with them. They may hurt my bottom line. That's also grotesque. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, I've only been once, but I was there for a week. So I got, got to spend a pretty good time, and what a wonderful place. I mean, if you're a Christian or a Jew, such a meaningful place, such a moving place. And uh, wonderful people and good food. 
So. Yes, the food. Yeah, the food is good. But it was interesting yeah. because, you know, I was on uh, Steve Bannon's show, The War Room, last Thursday. Steve is on, like you, every Monday. He's on an hour later. And he said to me, what, what is the feeling there about Biden? Because Biden, you know, it's like mm-hmm. pulling teeth to get him to help the Israelis out. And I said, look, he's not fooling anybody. He may think he is, and Israel has no choice but to say nice things because they need America's help. They need the money. They need the support. But people know that he's been backing Iran in two different administrations. They know it. The Israelis know it. So if Joe Biden thinks he's fooling people in Israel, he's not. People know the truth. And the truth is, when you really break it down, this administration, they're not friends of Israelis. They're not. Yeah, no doubt. And the other thing that, that I was struck by, uh, Israel really is, this is one reason so many people hate it, especially here in this country, is part of the West. You know, you go to Qatar or something and, and you know, go to a nice airport, and they still have those toilets, the, the kind of Arab toilets, <laughs> and just a hole in the, in the floor. It's disgusting, right? It, who, 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 you know, what are they talking about? And then you immediately go to, to Israel, like, oh, okay, this, this is a place I'm familiar with. Whereas in the Arab world, there's still that kind of alien element. True. Alien feeling. No, you're right. This is uh, Israel is the West, no doubt about it. The way they dress, the way they act, and uh, they're an extension of us. And that's why more of us should love them more than we do. I want to get to this uh, Senate bill, this 118 million billion, I should say, 118 billion dollar Senate bill. The GOP uh, they've exposed it as basically an amnesty bill. That's it. You know, uh, this bill, of course, would go to border security, Ukraine, Israel. So the Senate is talking about a bipartisan bill, but Mike Johnson's already said, not a chance, not this thing. What are your thoughts on this bill and um, and why they thought the Senate that can pull the wool over the Republicans' eyes? I still haven't firmly planted my feet on this thing. i, I got to look at it more. I've seen the various tweets back and forth about various provisions. But, I mean, there, there are a bunch of things that kind of make, make you go, huh, uh, including that you can't shut down the border until uh, it's 4,000 or 5,000 crossings a day, which Jay Johnson, Obama's national, uh, Homeland Security Director, you know, years ago said 1,000 overwhelms us. So, so why, why would you not have this authority immediately? And I think this should be the counter for Mike Johnson, because I do think there's going to be a lot of pressure. It is kind of an intuitive argument Democrats are making, like, you know, oh, you guys wanted to, to shut down the border or um, have a better, more secure border, and here's a bill to do it, and, and you got nothing. So I think you should just say, look, you want this Title 42-style authority to shut down the border? Here it is. No trigger. You can do it immediately. You know, there's no numbers involved, and you can do it as long as you want, as, uh, as you should. Take it or leave it, and put the ball uh, back in Biden's court. Just doesn't seem like there's even any room for negotiation. They're they're talking about it once again, calling it an amnesty bill. And Mike Johnson said it's one of the worst things he's ever seen. So I'm not sure that there's even room for negotiation here. Yeah, it's not going to pass the House, but it, it, it be, behoove them to have some some sort of alternative. And what, what they're saying now is their their bill HR two, which is a great bill. It's just. You know, that's never going to pass the Senate or get signed by Biden. But I think you could use the the Biden statement a week ago, which was, you know, a a lot of chutzpah even for this guy, saying that if he signs this bill, he'll immediately shut down the border to say, okay, we'll we'll give you the authority to shut down the border at any time uh, you like. And, And the way you should. I mean, it's in the law already, basically implied. So here it is. And if, if you, you're the shut down the border guy, you, you'll want to sign this bill, right? And of course he'll say, no, no, I don't. And then, and then you'll, uh, at least in a rhetorical argument, you'll be in a better place than I think Republicans are now. 
talking about the border. One guy that did it right was Donald Trump. I know you heard some of the audio I played last segment. He was on with Maria Bartiromo yesterday. He talked about a whole bunch of stuff, including the border, the real chance of Iran getting a nuclear weapon, and the possibility of a terrorist attack. I want to talk about all that with you. This is my man from the National Review, Rich Lowry, here as he is every Monday morning. More with Rich on the dangers coming to the United States. More with Rich right after this. Friends in the morning, 77 WABC. Friends and moms, the way you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. shake that thing, gonna make you burn, gonna make you stay. Back here with Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review. You know, Rich, uh, you look at Iran, and Trump talked about it yesterday with Bartiromo, how he thinks they're less than two months away from having a nuclear weapon and all the issues they are causing around the world, including funding this Israel-Hamas war. Now, you know, we're fighting with the Houthis all the time. They don't care. They're so happy to disrupt everything between oil and money. They, they know they become a real pain in the ass for the United States. That's all they want. My question is simple. How did Biden and, and these people not know? That eventually going to bed with the with this dog, mm-hmm. you were not going to wake up with fleas. How did they not know yeah. that, or they just didn't care because a lot of folks were making a lot of money? Yeah, well, it's just part of this reversal of everything that Trump did, right? So the border, they rip up the security system there. They delist the Houthis as a terrorist group. They start funding UNRWA again, a horrible U.N. agency, and they reverse, um, you know, Trump had his foot on the neck of Iran financially, and they, they take it off. And all this has come a cropper. All of it. it. It's a complete disaster. You know, at the border, even Biden now says he wants to shut down the border. It's nonsense, but that's what he says. He wants kind of a Trump policy at the border. Why didn't he, why did he reverse all the Trump policies? He's relisted the Houthis. He's cut off UNRWA, and he'll never admit that his Iran policy was a catastrophe, but it clearly was because this stuff is, is funding all these militias around the Middle East that are attacking and killing uh, our guys. 
So it's this is why that NBC poll yesterday, it's an utter train wreck for Joe Biden. It's not just that he's losing to Trump by five points, the worst showing he's ever had in an NBC poll. It's every issue. He's getting crushed by Trump, yeah. whether it's the economy or the border. And the exceptions are what health care, abortion and climate, you know, mm. th- things that Republicans never do very well on. Everything else, you know, he's losing like 20 points on the economy, and 30 points on the border. And people don't think he's 23 percent of people think he, he has the uh, uh, acuity and the stamina to serve again versus, versus Trump. So this is uh, it's, it's a debacle and it's a debacle of his making. It's not as a circumstance that have un, undone the guy. He did it himself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what's interesting about what you just said? Uh, Bill O'Reilly, our friend Bill, I know you love Bill, he said the same thing on Thursday. And he said, but yet, like you just said, Rich, Trump has a lead. That's great. You know, if, if the election was today, Trump would win. But its lead is five. When you go back and listen to all the things you just wheeled off, which has made us unsafe, our money is disappearing. It's a real disaster. And yet the lead is only five. He should be up 20 points. He should be ahead of Biden like he was on DeSantis. But but Trump is still too rough around the edges, and Trump derangement syndrome 100% exists. He said if Trump just cleaned it up just a little, maybe that five would be 10. And I go back to the same argument. Well, maybe he's got the five because he is Trump being Trump. Kind of go back and forth with people. They want him to clean it up. It's kind of like me. You know, you clean it up and you lose some of the authenticity. I'm being serious. That's the authenticity that people like, right? I mean, that's why, right, that's why they listen to me. That's why they vote for Trump. So what's the answer? <laughs> yeah. So as, as a media, as a conservative media figure, Trump, Trump would be, you know, he's unstoppable, right? But he, he has to appeal to the, the middle of the electorate, not just his core audience. And there, you know, he's never going to change. I, I mean, his persona is his persona and, you know, he's, he's personally unpopular and he's never going to be popular. So that's why he's going to have to, um, this case on substance is going to have to be very strong. And it is. It is at the moment, but you know the, the worries politically would be the job market continues to, to get better. The numbers there have been boffo, which is you know good for the country, but also good for Biden politically. And then then this conviction that they're banking on. And I think actually, you know, I love Trump's answer to uh, Maria. That's what he said to me when I had lunch with him in the summer. You know, I, I just don't worry about stuff. I just get through it. So he yeah. assumes he can get past these legal cases. And lo and behold, the January sixth one looks like it really might not happen. It just are they really going to start that thing in July or August and run it right through the fall and have them in the dock. It's crazy, even for them. Maybe they'll try to do it, but it's going to get a lot harder. So that, that puts the Alvin Bragg one first, and that's a ridiculous case. So it may be that when the polling says, oh, we can't stand the idea of a conviction of Trump and we're all going to leave him, it may be they're not counting on the conviction being you know, a jury that hates him in a case that's totally absurd about a ridiculous thing, you know, payment to a porn star. So it may be that he's kind of dancing through the raindrops there, and the, the thing that they've counted on being the ther- thermonuclear blast against them isn't a thermonuclear blast or doesn't even happen. 
Well done. Rich Lowry, folks, that's why he's on every Monday, the editor of the National Review, and you see him, of course, in the New York Post, political, NBC, does it all. Just a great guy and a great guest. Rich, as always, terrific job. We'll do it again next week, buddy. Thanks. Love you. I love you, too, man. Thank you. Rich Lowry with a love you at the end of that. you got to love that. My man, Rich.